Hey guys, welcome back. I know it's been a minute. Um, it's Amanda. Just letting you guys know it's me. I haven't gone anywhere. Um, just been like, I've actually recorded three episodes, but every time I'm like, I'm editing, editing them and I'm just like, uh, I don't like them enough. So I might post like pieces of the ones that I've recorded previously, but Today I'm going to actually post this one. So yeah, been a little slack on it, but that's okay. I have recorded things. I just haven't put it out, but that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, let's just like do a quick update. You know, how's your week been? How's life been? Any, any new things going on? How's your, your new year's resolutions or goals going? I hope that's going well. I've been sticking to mine. I didn't have any resolutions. I had goals. Um, my main goal like the day of like New Year's Day, I took the time out and made like a budget sheet, um, an Excel um, budget sheet for each or each month because I have some goals. I need to get you know I need to have some things written down and have it in place. So I put that in place and um, had my reading goal of books, two books a month. Um, what else? want to be in my own place by the end of the year and I mean like talking December time like I'm not expecting if it comes earlier than that then hey cool but at the moment I'd like to have that in place um as far as life goes currently uh I'm having to make a detour and stay in Florida for a little bit longer than I intended which is fine um it's for family reasons like so it's not like I'm doing it because I got comfortable um but for I'll be here for a little bit but the end goal isn't to, I'm not going to stay here I know that's for sure my 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 life and me moving forward doesn't include being where I'm at right now but that's okay this is just a temporary spot anyways that's pretty much it um this week is gonna be I don't know how long it's gonna be but I'm assuming it'll be pretty short but I'm since there's been so many things that have been happening for the past what we're in the third week of January um, I just want to do a quick like recap and talk about some things and kind of start out that way and see what happens. So stay with me. We'll be right back. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things that not a lot, but a few things that have been sticking out to me as far as what's been happening um, in the news and whether big or small um, whether or not you've heard about it or not, these are just things that I've just, they've kind of stuck out to me. Um, so let's just kind of go from there. Um, since I haven't, I didn't release the other episodes, the other episodes I was talking about, um, R. Kelly and the docuseries that came out, um, about him and his, well, I don't want to say, well, his years of abusing young girls, young black girls, um, and the, and the, the fact that at least in the community at large, especially the black community has not actually taken the time out to actually just cancel the man. He's been free to do what he's been doing since he was in his twenties. He is now, I think 50 something years old. Um, but if you didn't know about this, the docuseries it's called, um, surviving R. Kelly, um, on a, in a basic nutshell and summary, 
you guys don't know, everybody knows R. Kelly. Most people know R. Kelly by his infamous songs, Ignition and I Believe I Can Fly. And some other people might know him from other songs. He's been around for a while, so if you're familiar with some of his discography, then you know what he's about. He has always been known to be a very sexual, um, sexually explicit singer um, and songwriter. And side note, yeah, this is really d- discussing R. Kelly, but many people don't know a lot of the R&B artists and some of your big name artists have a lot of credit to their music and their pro- producing came from R. Kelly. Like he's written tons of songs and written for many different artists. Um, so his his like influence is pervasive. No matter, you know, you try to get away from him, you're still going to find him somewhere. But at large, you know his his music, you understand what he is. Anyways, the docuseries is six hours. It basically is talking with a lot of the abused young women who thought they were starting out with an idea of getting an opportunity to be under the tutelage of a big R&B star, only to be sucked into sex sex area being videotaped, being taken advantage of. Um, some girls as young as 15 or 14 were introduced to him having sex. If you don't know, the young lady named Aaliyah um, was married to him at age 15 illegally. She stayed married to him for two months and then after that had it annulled. Um, then the biggest thing that, I mean, there are many big things, but the biggest thing that caught everybody's eye was years ago, I believe it was the end of 1990s, I don't remember, was it 2000? Um, there was a sex tape that came out with R. Kelly and a young girl in it. Um, he That said tape was released to the public. People made copies of it, sold it, it was out. R. Kelly was put in jail, put on trial six years later. Long story, if you want more information, you just go go watch the docuseries. Um, but basically, in, in, the, in a nutshell, he wasn't found guilty. The young lady that was in the video denied it being her, and the people who knew it was her denied it was being her, so he got away with it. Um, then he was put on other charges as far as like sexual um, assault and rape, but again, nothing stuck. Um, so there's been many allegations from many different girls and many different women over the past how many years this man has been around, and he's gotten away with it. Um, and he's gotten away with it so much so that some girls have been brought into his care, quote unquote, and have never come back out. Um, so I can't give you all the complete details on it, but just know that as far as I go, I've been aware of this. I remember being young and remember hearing the stories about him being married to Aaliyah and not really putting two and two together. The fact that the girl was 15 and, um, hearing all about all about like the sexual things that happened um but it never really occurred to me and his music was never something that was on my radar even when I was young I I did sing we did sing his I believe I could fly song for our sixth grade graduation but as far as having any other like me taking the time out to actually listen to his music never occurred in my whole like musical life I was never even drawn to most of his music but going over and reading the lyrics of what he used to produce and seeing some of the videos that he produced, I could see the pervasiveness that has just, it just permeates to this man. But um, 
yeah, you know, being informed, you know, go check out the docuseries and maybe just look it up. The man's vile. Don't support his music. Don't play his music. Um, and I, I will say, I'm not going to push it on you to do that. However, I hope that you take the time to, you know, not be ignorant and just be aware. And I understand that we, we live in a society right now that you can't always, there's not going to be perfection because there's going to be somebody that's going to do something. But at least in this arena, we know, we understand that this man is actually just a horrible human being. And there's no way that I can feel at peace over here dancing to his song, knowing that this man was just, just horrible and uh, disgusting. Um, so with that being said, and we move into on the same kind of level of Erica Badu. So, I'm not sure how familiar everybody is with this lady. Erica Badu came on the scene years ago. I remember when she came out with her song, Call Tyrone, Call. Everybody knows that. At least most people here in America knows that. If you're black, you probably know it. But this woman, she's like, it's the best way to to um, picture her. She's this really earthy seemingly wise kind of kind looking black woman with when she came on the scene I think she had did she have dreadlocks or did she have long hair and not long natural hair she was just one of those type of women that was very much all about like empowering women in a sense and empowering this that your strength anyways she's been around for a long time she's caused controversy on her own as well with some of the videos that she put out, there was a time where she went out on, I don't know if it was the streets of New York, where she went out walking naked, singing one of her songs. That was just, it was wild. That was a wild thing too. It was like, what's going on with you, Erica? Anyways, the reason why I'm bringing up Erica is because she had a recent um, concert, whatever, and mama went up there and was like, you know, she had no real qualms with the whole thing with R. Kelly that, you know, basically saying like, you, he, he, you can't, you got to distance yourself from the thing that he did. And like, everybody's open to reproach and, you know, as you know, he, he might've done wrong, but you can't like, you can't fault him exactly for doing that. And, you know, let me, let me pull it up. There's a, there's a couple of things that she said. There's a few things over the years. Um, Erica has been known to basically say she's strong, she's for women, but also say she's against women. She's like the person that takes, she says she's neutral, but she's not. There's some of the things that she said. She said that some, she said that young girls are responsible for how grown men look and behave towards them. That girls should, quote unquote, lower their skirts and when they're around guys. I mean, is anyone really shocked that um, men look at girls with short skirts. She's like, she wants everybody to love him regardless of what he's done. Love R. Kelly regardless of what his, his background and what he's done. And then she also says, what if one of the people who was assaulted by R. Kelly becomes an offender? We're going to crucify them too. She just said this like yesterday, like, all right, Okay, with both the statement she just said, that last one I read, first off, yeah, we're going to be mad. 
yeah, we're going to be angry. And then at the same time, we will understand that maybe, you know, hurt people hurt people, just like R. Kelly, because he was molested and raped as a child and for until he was in his teens. So he's obviously never had a chance to talk about it, get it out. There's a whole story behind that. Again, you got to check it out on your own. But basically, Erica has taken the side of R. Kelly and just saying, you know, he just made a mistake, basically saying, which is bullcrap. And it's sad that a woman as herself, who has been known to be or has been seen as a strong individual woman that is for black women and women in general has come out and just said, uh, well, you know what? <laughs> Bump that, y'all. You guys are ridiculous. I'm going to still support R. Kelly, even though I know his nasty ways. And again, like I said before, you are, it is your choice to do these things. But the thing is what you choosing to choose size and you having the freedom of speech. Yeah, you have freedom to say what you have to say, but we also have the freedom to say what we want to say and not agree with you. And I disagree with everything she said. There's more things she has said and has been saying apparently at the concert that she had in Chicago. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's that that just happened. And this was just yesterday. So anyways, that's a couple of things to, to look up and, and re- research and you find your own opinion. You find what you feel about that situation with R. Kelly. But I know for me, I haven't really cared for him ever since I really understood. There's no way that I can, I can actually just be okay with that. And I know that this brings up the whole conversation of, can you separate the artist from the artistry? I have understand in my opinion, of my outlook of it, no, you can't. It's kind of like Bill Cosby. Like I want to watch the Cosby show and I, you know, you see those, those clips and I grew up watching them and I have some of the DVDs and it's just like, even looking at it, I'm like, man, you ruined, you ruined a good thing. You know, you ruined it. It's just so difficult to like separate the fact that this man has done, had done all that stuff all these years and now I have to try to, to disassociate that with, you know, your character. It's not easy. I don't care what people say. You can't necessarily do that. Maybe time will tell, like year, years from now, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll be able to read, watch it again. But then I'm just like, oh. So anyways, that's something for food for thought. Think about that. Can you, can you really separate the artist from the artistry? You guys let me know. I don't, I don't think I can, but you might. Maybe you have some ways that you do so. Anyways, let's quickly move on to the next one. So on the next kind of thing, let's kind of move it on at different. I'm going to move over to Netflix. So I've watched two, two things, two documentary series, documentary things over since yesterday. Um, what number one that I watched was this new show called Trigger, Trigger Warning with Mike Killer. Um, or Killer Mike, excuse me, Killer Mike. I'm not really familiar with Killer Mike. I've seen him on a different television show because he's known to be an activist as well. So I've seen him on shows and such, but I'm not familiar with his music. I just know him for being a a, a big black man who's known as a rapper who has some ideals on society that I was like, okay, cool. It's cool to see your side and hear other people's opinions. Even with some of his him, things that he says, I don't 100% agree with, but I see where he's coming from. So anyways, there's a new docuseries, six episodes, I believe, that was released on Netflix. You can watch at your own discretion, um, letting you guys know it is TVMA. So there are some things that he does put in the show that is very kind of graphic in a sense. And when you see it, you'll see what he's, he's trying to, 
you know, prove. And it's a little bit over the top, just like any docu-series. If anybody, if any of you guys are familiar with, um, what's his name? Sasha Baron Cohen or Baron, whatever his name is. The one who did the, the Borat movie, did that television series that he did. The docu-series. Um, you'll understand, like, they're both... Some of it is so cringeworthy, but it's actually just reality. So, anyways, Trigger Mike, give you a small snippet. There's a, an episode on there where he is talking with, he actually, let's start over. He was on the internet one day browsing things to buy, and he came across across some um, products from a white gang known as Hell's Angels, or is it Hell's Angels, or what is it? What's the white gang? There's a couple of them, but hell's something. And he saw that some of they were selling products, like products of theirs are being sold. And so they were like, oh, he was like, you know, what? how is it that these white gang members who are also known to be vigilantes, they're also known to be out there with their guns ablaze, like they're just as bad as any other gang. So don't get it twisted from what, you know, the world puts out there you see like only black gangs or you see mexican gangs as being violent and no their white gangs are just as violent i mean the kkk you could put them as a gang too they're just some of them are just not as visible as anything else but they're still gangs anyways these gang members bloods and the crips the bloods are red of course crips are blue if you're not familiar with this this is what it is um so bloods and crips bloods are known to like they both do the same thing, but they're known for when you address a blood, you know, if there's a word that has um, a C in it, like at the beginning, they'll change it over with a B. So like, you know, something like crazy, you say brazy. And if you're a crip and you see something that says like beautiful, you'd be like, you beautiful or something like that. And that's not a joke. And I'm not kidding. It sounds like it's ridiculous, but that's actually real. They won't use colors from the other side. They won't write with colors from the other side. And those are little things, but that's not what I'm trying to highlight. I'm just giving you an example. Based off what, you know, you see out in the news and media, these guys are known to be violent people that, you know, attack people. And yeah, there's a there's a faction of them that are like this, but there's a huge faction of them, which you see in this docuseries that are like, we are really about giving back to our community. We just want to take care of our people. We want people to feel safe. We want to just be able to, you know, we're you know, disenfranchised people that we're just trying to live life, but also not trying to let things slide. So you, you see the humanity of these gangs, you know, most gangs are all started for a reason. Like they feel like, you know, the, the justice system or the system in place, isn't going to keep them safe. So you create something to, to do what you feel is not being done. And yeah, gang members attack other gang members because, you know, as one does, like you take care of your territory, that that's what you do. That's what happens. So, I mean, that's truth. There's truth in it. But the reality is at the core, they truthfully, you know, they came on this show really saying, you know, we're still human. We want things to happen. So anyway, side note, in this show, Killer Mike, you know, decides to, since white gangs can do this with selling stuff online, why can't we, like black gangs? So we basically had these gang members from both sides make a product, get it, get their own trademarked, um, um, seal, whatever, get it all, go through all the legal processing, get everybody to, you know, sample the product, all of it and get it on shelves and sell it to the people. 
and make something. And in the end, it does. Like, it's legit. They had a legit product. They legit had um, items to sell. And just, you see via the show, like, you see the change in the group when they see, like, you know, they entrepreneurs that came up with something and they were able to put it out there for the masses. And it's actually pretty cool. So again, like, and what Killer Mike, I, what I gather from watching almost all the episodes, I haven't watched all of them yet, but his, they seem outlandish and they seem crazy, but there's a point to all of it. Like he just wants everybody to see a different side and understand a different side and understand each other differently. And I will say he did a pretty good job at presenting it. And yeah, there's a lot of things that are in it that you probably won't agree with. And you're just like, okay, that's a little too much. I get that. But from the end goal of wanting people to realize that, yes, we are different. Yes, we have better, we have different um, um, ideals and, and um, things like that. But, you know, at the core of human, we want everybody to be able to just get along and live life and agree on things that you may not agree on and just see other sides. So give it a try. Um, again, with your own discretion, understand that there's some things that are going to be in it that are going to ruffle your feathers, but that's how it is. Like we can't, we can't just be one-sided and take in one-sided things is that you'll never grow. You'll never understand. Um, and nobody's saying that you have to agree with everybody, but it's good to be, it's good to understand other people. So yeah, check it out. That's only one of the part of the episodes. There are other stuff on there that's so outlandish, but crazy, but you're like, I see where you're coming with this. Okay, I get it. Just check it out. Give it a try. I would say if you want to be on the safe side, start with episode five and maybe start with episode, well, you do one and five. The ones in between, there's a couple of things that are happening in there that you might, some people might take offense to, but even then just give it a try. So I'm letting you guys know about that. Moving on from that. There's another docu-series or documentary I saw, Fire, the Fire Festival. So if you guys aren't familiar with that, the Fire, the F-Y-R-E Festival was last year, I believe, beginning of, wait, was it last year or was it 2017? It might have been either last year, 2018 or 17. I remember it was in April, one of these years. But that infamous Fire Festival where apparently a bunch of Instagram models and famous models were brought into this festival of sorts by a man named Billy McFarland and Ja Rule men I should say they came up with they they had this great idea to have a festival on a private island and marketed it to the masses well I should say they marketed it to the rich people because they had packages at starting rate of $3,000 to upwards of $250,000. Yeah, this is nuts. It's crazy. It's brazy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the festival was source was supposed to be this exclusive um, experience for people to come out and experience three days of music, just like a Woodstock or a Coachella, but on an island that is privately owned and, and you get all these amenities and you get that life of luxury, but enjoying it out on an island in the Bahamas. And you just, it's supposed to be this great thing. And what happens is, as you find out watching a documentary, this young man, Billy, whatever his name, I remember his last name, he was a quote unquote famous because he came up with um, this I guess millennial American Express card that was supposed to be like the new 
it thing for millennials to have because it's a black card. It was made of metal and you're supposed to feel like you're something. So you get this card and with this card, you get all these discounts, on all these expensive, rich things, which is, you know, side note, if you're rich, like you don't even need discounts, but that's not even here or there. Anyways, it's supposed to be like this club of rich people who have this card and you get all these extra things to join in. And then he was apparently made money from that. That's a sidebar. That's something you just keep in your mind because that's something that happens later on. Anyways, I don't want to give you everything, but basically this guy comes up with him and Ja Rule come up with this plan to do this thing. They started a year out, I guess, ish, had everybody from the top notch of who are marketers and who are event planners, all that together, got all these investors on it, lied through their teeth about how much money they were planning on making from it, um, took people, took people's money and got them on an island that wasn't even the island that they had put in place to begin with and had everybody in these tents that were hurricane shelters that were subpar from what they were actually being that sold. Um, it was just a huge scam, huge fraud. Anyways, a little bit of backstory, a little bit more of these rich people, all them kids from who paid this money to get this experience, come over to this island to find out that it is not what they were paying for. It was nothing of what they were paying for. None of the artists who are supposed to be big name artists were coming. People showed up, no homes for them, no places for them to stay, wet beds, no food, no water, no nothing on an island that was um, secluded. And not only that, the, all those things, their one, the one restaurant that was there had work, you know, had to pay out because they thought they're being paid by this fire festival. The workers on that island, pretty much every worker that was able and um, to move and, and to put this stuff together, worked tirelessly, endlessly, day in and day out to get this thing that wasn't even prepared, finished when these people coming over weren't paid. It was an absolute disaster and then you find out that this billy dude felt is so delusional that he felt like you know he had it to where these people he knew that these people were coming onto this island nothing was ready for these people nothing was in place had them fly out experience this knew it was going to happen Came back over to the after it happened all this again. You, if you want to know more about it, just sit down and watch the documentary, and you just just see what happens because I'm I'm not gonna give you all the details. But had these people come over, paid, they had to get their money, but he had nothing, no money. This man, okay, so he he projected that he made millions. The man had an income of sixty thousand dollars a year, and this festival was supposed to bring in about thirty five thirty six million dollars. Is apparently what it was supposed to bring in. And they had a budget of about, I think it was like maybe a million dollars. Some absolute ridiculous. It's just nuts. Just watch it. I, you will be amazed and just be baffled at how human humans can do this to other humans. And actually think you get away with it. And people have, you know, Ponzi schemes and all that stuff. But man, this dude, woo. And then on top of that, all the people are involved, like these high big wigs, these celebrities or whatever get involved and it just turns out to be a complete disaster. You know, come the guy goes back over, gets at home, he gets, you know, sued by everybody, which I'm assuming. Um, thinks he's not going to go to jail. 
start scamming people again via email. You know, those email scams of like, you join this group. If you put down this much money, you'll get all these discounts from all these, you know, concert tickets, blah, blah. And he still was scamming afterwards. Then he got caught. I'm not going to tell you all the details. Again, like I'm giving you snippets of everything. But if you want some good quality information on what this thing was about, watch it. Now, with that being said, there was there has been information that came out about these docu-series. There was two of them. There was one that was on Hulu and there's one on Netflix. There two, yeah, two of them. One on Hulu, one on Netflix. And unfortunately, as it happens... In the end, the producers of these docu- documentaries were people who were a part of the Fire Festival, um, including Billy. So the, a lot of the footage that was put on there, which you will be surprised when you see it, you'll understand why it's so surprising, was of the Billy himself. And it's surprising to see because it, you would think all this incriminating evidence, why would you put it on documentary? Well, it, it turns out the man was paid about $100,000 from Hulu, I believe, and 250000 from Netflix to produce, to be on this. And then he also produced it. And the people who were part of it also produced it. So there's a lot of like shady stuff that went down on these documentaries. So yeah, you could watch it. And really, I you should, I mean, give it a watch. Because a lot of information, I mean, a lot of it is still, it's wild. But know that these people who made it were a part of that festival. So it's still kind of a shady business and I assume that further down the line somebody who is not affiliated with Fire Festival will probably come out with one and bring out more detailed information but the detailed information that they have on these documentaries is enough to make you like your blood boil and make you be more aware of these these things that are put out there like you have to do your do your googles do your searching because these kids if they had actually searched and looked up where the fire festival was, they would have seen all the things that was going on before they went out there. But for whatever reason, they didn't. So anyways, fire festival documentary and Trigger Mike, or not Trigger Mike, Killer Mike, Trigger Warning, check it out. You will not be, um, you won't be too disappointed. All right. All right, last but not least. So... You guys are not aware we are in a government, partial government shutdown. And I believe it is in day 30 by now. Don't quote me. I know we're past 27. So it's been almost a month that the partial government shutdown. And for those of you guys who are not completely aware of what that means, partial government shutdown as far as what will, is affected at the moment. Your taxes, IRS, return, claims, that's affected. People who work for the government, a lot of them who are furloughed workers, have not been working. So it's upwards of about 800,000 people who are out of work right now. Um, uh, your TSA, the, the flight um, people, not I'm separating them. The TSA agents, the ones that are supposed to be you know, your security before you get on the plane to de- determine if there's some things in your, your items that shouldn't be put on the plane. They are the ones that are supposed to be working and they work, but they're supposed to work without getting paid. Okay, we'll come back to that. So these people are affected because they have to go to this quote unquote have to go to work, but they aren't getting paid to go to work. Uh, the people who are the air traffic controllers are also being affected by this. They're not getting paid. 
um, your FDA, the people who are supposed to be regulating our food, are not being paid or not working. Um, and then it goes down to, as far as like socially speaking, like the people who are on welfare, who need housing subsidies, and all those things are being affected by this. And the longer it goes, I'm assuming it can go down to even all the government workers. Does that include your teachers? So, and this is just, that's what, I think I just named about eight items. I think there was actually more on top of that. And, the, and for you guys to understand for what I'm basing on, the information from the politics that I've been watching, all the information I've been giving, pretty much everybody is saying the same thing. The reason why the partial government shutdown is because Trump, Trump is demanding money for a wall, 5.2 something billion dollars for the wall. And he is not going to stop at not at getting, he just wants the money for the wall. So, you know, all these people are suffering because of money for the wall. And not only are they suffering, it is expected if the partial government shutdown continues, it's going to affect not only just those 800,000 workers and such and their families, it will affect the entire nation of, of the U.S. Because they are speculating that it will cause a recession again. Um, because it's going to affect, I mean, if you think about it, all those people who are not getting paid, they're not paying the people that they're supposed to pay for the housing, their cars, their loans, their, if they have hospital bills, their insurance, they're not paying that. So who's getting paid? Nobody is paying. So then how are they going to pay for all the, like all these items that are supposed to go into the economy? How's that going to keep it going? It'll eventually spread out like an infection. So you know, on the surface level, everybody's like, I want the wall, give me the wall. And the people on, you know, MAGA saying, give me the wall, put the wall on, blah, blah, blah. Because y'all stupid people don't realize that it's going to affect most of y'all first, then it will affect the rich. But you know what? I digress. That's the facts. At the moment, that is what could happen. It can happen and is projected to happen. So yeah. Anyways, with that being said, there are two two things. So currently, I don't know if you guys know of a woman by the name of Cardi B. Yes, that Cardi B, that money Cardi B, that Bodek yellow Cardi B, that Cardi B that you've known as being, to being funny and outspoken and the biggest come up that we all know, Cardi B, has gone on Twitter and basically, in, in Instagram, basically she put out a video saying, what everybody else who would some sense is saying, y'all understand that this government shutdown is going to affect everybody. That it's sad that Trump apparently is saying that he cares so much about Americans, but could care less about the, those Americans being affected that work for him. And, you know, to him, it doesn't mean anything. It's like, and he said it, like, it's basically these people are just going to have to suffer in order for me to get the wall. They understand that this is for America and this is to keep us safe, like, which is BS. And then on top of that, you know, he, he is using fear to drive his way. And for those of you guys, especially people who are saying they're Christians, we are not supposed to live in fear. So the idea that his tactics and words bring so much light to people who believe, especially they believe this is, you know, God is doing his work through Trump, et cetera. Like if this is what it is, then y'all on the wrong because you're not living what the word says. You're supposed to be peace at peace and not thinking that, you know, not living in fear, not saying, not 
following this these words of this man as if this is what's supposed to drive you like it's wrong and but i but that, that's the side note cardi b put on instagram was like basically saying whatever but like bro you these people get paid like this is scary um it's sad that these Americans are not getting the money they need to take care of themselves. That people are suffering and this man doesn't care anything, but he doesn't want anything but an answer to yes to his wall. And that's it, which is absolutely crazy to think. And so she put it out there, like basically saying, it, you know, yo, your, your, your president is dumb. Y'all are stupid for like letting this happen. Be aware, open your eyes. So she put that out. And then what else did she put out? Um, I think, what, did she say something else? It was basically, you know, saying the same rhetoric that a lot of us are just like, I can't believe this is happening right now. And then I recently go on, on Twitter and apparently this woman, this blonde haired, white young lady named Tommy Lauren, is known to be a Christian conservative Republican who is very um, set in her ways. Her vitriol is very bigger, is, is very full of bigotry, full of racism, discrimination and prejudice. Her words, her everything that she says is based on that with the idea that all anybody who's against it is dumb and, you know, basically she I mean she's said everything she said is based off of racism and I don't care who you that's what it is. But she came for Cardi B saying like, you know, basically saying Cardi like you need to shut up and be quiet because you don't know what you're talking about. And Cardi was like, "Girl, I will, I will dog walk you. That's, that's what she said. And then, you know, Tommy was like, she doesn't even know what she's talking about. And Cardi was basically paraphrasing, saying like, I've been talking about these things for the longest time. And she gave receipts. She had something on Instagram that she took off. I guess probably her publicist is like, no, you take that off. But apparently like for years, Cardi has had issues with the government or issues with things that have been happening, happening as far as like racist things and prejudicial things that have been happening. So Cardi brought receipts saying like she hasn't been quiet. She's always been vocal about it. She just has a bigger platform now. So it's just interesting to see, you know, you know, even watching the whole Trigger Mike, Trigger Mike, keep saying that, Killer Mike, you see how, again, like Tommy, she apparently is for the people, American people, which underlining white American people, um, she it cares about them so much, but doesn't even care that these people who are not being paid are living a life of scarcity and fear that they are not going to be able to live in their homes, to feed their families, to get the help that they need, to work a job and get paid for it. She doesn't seem to think that's important. Let that sink in for a minute. Cardi was basically just saying, yo, this is wrong. And Tommy is basically saying, no, it's not. We need that money for the wall. Build the wall. What? Girl, who, who, why? I don't understand. You say you're for your people, but you're okay with your people being, being in the situations that they are. Complete crap. I don't agree. I don't like it. It's just, it's dumb. If you have Twitter or you just click on a, you know, go on Twitter page, you can look up our Cardi B, I'm Cardi B, and you'll see the, the, the transaction they're talking back and forth. Um, people are like pitting it like, oh, they're having this argument or fate or like or altercation via Twitter. And it's not necessarily, it's just like anything on Twitter. People 
clap back to every two seconds. So people like to give these superfluous words all like hyping up more than what it is. Like it really isn't. Cardi said a couple things back and basically told her like you the you base everything you say on racism and bigotry and you realize you're not seeing the whole picture, you know, and that's what it is. It's all it is. Like girl, what? Um so yeah, with that being said, moving on, the last piece which hit me the hardest, um, which I believe this just happened. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. Um, so there have been um, some protesting going on in the Capitol, um, protesting a couple of things. People are protesting anti-abortion or abortion. People are protesting, you know, the indigenous rights of the people, protesting, you know, just rights in general. And it, they, you know, people's march. And it's been, and most marches are all usually very peaceful. Well, that being said, this particular march that just happened was um, a march for, I think there's a few things that were going on, but this one that we're highlighting is the one that was an indigenous march. And a young, not young man, but a Vietnam vet, yes, by the name of Nathan Phillips, he's an elder from Omaha, and he was out there doing that just with a couple of his other group members or people who were out there protesting, were protesting, you know, just as he does, I think he does this every year, you know, about indigenous people, and he was out there with a drum, and in, I guess, uh, traditional he was singing a traditional song or humming a traditional song I'm not quite sure what it was but he was just out there being peaceful and just hitting his drum and just with the rest of them kind of just standing up for what he believed is right which is fine you're peaceful protesting and apparently from what I found on Instagram it was saying that there was somebody that was there saying that there were protesters who were also African-American that were next to him apparently that were being harassed by this group and I want to say not just group, this was a fairly large group of young white male boys dressed in MAGA hats, shirts, sweaters, everything, um, harassing this group of African-Americans. And this man came up there and wanted to distant, he wanted to get the, them distracted off of them and was out there using his drum and singing with his other other people that were in his group. And this group of boys and a couple of men surrounded him in a circle and them in a circle were yelling and screaming and saying, build that wall, build that wall or build the wall over and over again, yelling, jumping, screaming like a bunch of ill-mannered, just riotous, ill-ignorant kids boys white boys and then there was one boy in particular who felt especially defiant to wear his MAGA hat stand in front stand maybe inches away from Mr. Mr. Phillips as he's on the drum staring him down in his way of being defiant against what he was standing up for which was indigenous rights um and he stood there staring at him inches away with a smirk on his face he was the only one that was doing that, but everybody else was maybe circling around him, maybe a couple of feet away. And so he did that. 
And he, I, you, and the video is on everywhere. If you have social media, you should be able to see this. It's, yeah. So anyways, you come to find out these kids are from a Catholic high school in Kentucky. They came out there to, I guess, uh, be against uh, anti-abortion. They came up with their signs, anti-abortion signs and yada yada. And I, yeah, I, this, there are a lot of things that get your blood boiling, but man, if you watch the video and just seen, this is what, okay, let's come back. The whole MAGA, the hats, the shirts, the sweaters have been, we are now conditioned to know and see that not with a, a sense of, yeah, this person is for Trump, but, you know, they're willing to, you know, speak, they're willing to listen to people. Like, you don't, you don't associate, you associate those hats and those things with a person who is bigger, who is full of bigotry, who is racist, who could be full of those thoughts, who could end up being racist, who could end up being a type that doesn't want to talk to you because you're a minority or etc. Like, that's what it's come to. And these kids knew that it's now being used as a way to show the hate, show the, 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 the ignorance outwardly by bringing this because people know if you see this, they're going to be on edge. And I can't get over the fact that these young boys just felt it was their need to bring a bone in this mob. That's what it is. This mob of kids jumping up and down around a bone man, just doing what he was trying to do peacefully and felt it, it. They felt the need to go up and harass him felt the need. Where does this come from? And, and you know what? The I don't, I don't need to answer that. I don't need that question. I don't even know why I asked that question. We know this comes from, it comes from their family members. It comes from the people they're around with who encourage this. And not only that, the worst thing about this is that these people, these kids are Catholic, apparently. And, you know, Catholic people are supposed to be, or people who are Catholic are supposed to be an example of Christ, right? They're supposed to be the ones that are out there speaking Christ-like things and being, you know, showing the love of Christ as well. They not, may not necessarily be considered Christian, but they, Christianity and Catholicism do still have similarities in their ideals understanding of the Bible. And yet these men, excuse me, these boys were out there expressing what they believe the love of Christ or being Christ-like was, was to be out there yelling and screaming at this man whom you also think, you know, on that side, always, you know, for the vets and for the people who take care of this country and blah, blah, blah. And that man is a Vietnam vet who did his part for this country. And y'all out there looking like a plum fool embarrassing yourselves and treating this man who has been doing things peacefully and felt the need to harass just one person. I, I, I can't, I don't really fathom. I can't understand this. I'm ticked. I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. I'm, I couldn't even watch the entire thing. Can't even watch this. And then you, and then you see the juxtaposition of many people who've been putting like on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, like how, the freedom freedom rider or riders back in the day with sit-ins and how they would be peacefully sitting doing nothing and being attacked by 
bunch of white boys throwing things on them, throwing food at them, beating them up, harassing them. Same thing. It's the same thing. And I don't care who you are, you cannot deny that. It's the same exact thing. The only difference is it's not a sit-in, it's a stand-out peacefully doing nothing and being harassed. It, just think about that for a minute. I don't care, you could be who you are, but when people aren't doing anything to you, what right, what reason, why do you need to attack somebody? Why do you need to harass them? What, why? Just why? Why did those boys feel like it was necessary? Just let that sink in. Why did they think it was necessary? And if you think there was nothing wrong with that, why do you think that way? Give me a reason as to why it's fine for what they did. It doesn't matter who you are. You, And the thing is, it's like those boys, if they were, let's say it was turned around the other way and those boys were out there peace, just out there being peaceful, which I don't find many people who are MAGA related are not necessarily that peaceful type. You're going to be out there yelling, whatever it is that you feel, build that wall, build that wall over and over again. Because you know it's going to incite something. What's the heart behind it? You're, you're Catholic and your heart behind that is to bring on a fear, strife, to hurt other people. Is that what it is? Because that's not. Um, and um, it's hard for me to find the words because I just, I am, <laughs> it's, it's irritating, it's angry, I, I, it's, I understand that, you know, every country has their issues, and America right now, we are, our issues are out there at the, everybody's to view, you know, we are having, we are, we're in a moment of pulling the weeds out, we are flowers that are growing, but we have weeds that are just taking over and choking out, but you know what, slowly pulling out the weeds and getting the, the bad stuff out, which is going to take time, but it is, uh, Wow. And I'm sorry, and I said this is the last one, but I wanted to also tie this into, if you haven't seen that Gillette commercial, yes, that one four or five minute ad that was put out there that has put up a big stink. I'm going to say a couple of things. I liked the commercial. I understood and I see what they were trying to do. I understand that at the same time, I know that people probably think that it was too generalized and it put people in a box or it made it seem like all guys are like this. And I understand. We know and understand and realize that not every man is like those kids or those boys or those men in that commercial. And yes, we would also acknowledge that maybe Gillette could have done it differently. However, as far as the message came, that's coming across from men to speak to other men, maybe they were trying to do their best to say, hey, we know that there's some, some of the things that are going on with them within the men arena. And we just kind of want to fix that. That's it. And maybe, you know, you learn from this. The next one will be different. But for the most part, my thing is, you know, if it didn't, didn't have anything to do with you, then it didn't have anything to do with you. You don't need to sit there and get offended by it and try to prove that being man is opposite of what they said in that video, in that ad. You know, that's not the point of the ad. It was just here to, I think it was mostly a conversation starter, conversation conversation starter and more of bringing out an awareness to everybody especially guys that you know hey we could do a little bit better we know that there's some people already doing it but we just want to bring it you know somewhat change and granted you know everybody's kind of jumping on that bandwagon of you know changing you know the me too movement and realizing that there have been a lot of things that have been 
And if you're not aware, a lot of these things have been in our society since how long? You know, as far as women's rights, men's or uh, uh, African-American rights, all those things, all those things have been put in our society. And from from conception to now, you know, these are things that are just, you know, when, when you want things to change, you're going to have like those moments where it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard, but to, to realize that the things you've been doing has just been off. And that's what happens. So as far as Gillette goes, you know, I liked the ad. I understand what they were trying to do. And I also understand that there are people who are probably thinking, why are you putting us all that way? We're all not like that. I get that. I see both sides and I, de- I definitely understand that. Um, I also think that if it wasn't for you, it wasn't for you. Let it go. And there wasn't, if it, and you can't tell me that the ad wasn't positive in a sense. So, you know, hopefully this is an opportunity for Gillette to, you know, dial back and maybe change a little bit, a bit, you know, there's nothing wrong with realizing that you made a mistake and there's nothing wrong with realizing that you can do it differently, but there's no mistaking that the fact that that ad did ruffle feathers. So if it had a, if it ruffles your feathers a little, a little, then maybe take a step back and understand, maybe kind of think, why did it ruffle my feathers? What about it ruffled it? And go about, go about your day and think about that for a little bit. But um, I'm saying that with that because you see those kids from those men, those boys from that MAGA wearing, yelling, screaming at this this man and his followers. Those are the type of boys that we're talking about. You're so into what you're doing. You can't even respect people, respect an elder and respect somebody who fought for your rights as well. So anyways, you know, I'm not. I'm I'm frustrated, I'm irritated, and and I'm I know this is not gonna be the last time we're gonna have discussion about this, but my goodness. If you haven't seen the video, you haven't read anything about it, take your time out. Again, you know, not knowing anything, yeah, ignorance, that whole ignorance is bliss thing. I could see the truth behind that. However, at the same time, ignorance is always not always bliss because you still need to be aware that these things are happening and you can't just sit back and act like you don't know it's not, like it is. We need to be, we need to acknowledge it and each individual person at your own personal level needs to acknowledge it and acknowledge that you need to do, there's something that you can do in your own small world. Um, you, you are aware of this now and you're not like this. Make sure you bring up those conversations with those people who are around you, who spew these things. Don't let it, don't feel those things. Stop it in its tracks. You can do something. And it may not necessarily be a big thing in your eyes. It may not be on like Instagram with 2 million likes and YouTube with 5 million, 20 million views. doesn't matter. Right now, it's the effectual change that could start with a little drop to make a big ripple. So, yeah. Anyways, check out those things that I've talked about. Do your own research. Look it up yourself. I'm just giving you some of the things that I've seen and a little bit of my own opinion. But I'm not, I'm not full of all facts. I don't remember everything. But... Take the time out, read things, don't be ignorant, don't just let it pass and say, ah, whatever, that's not how it is. Be aware, you know, be aware. Anyways, let's move on. So anyways, after all that, whoo, that is so much, man. Oh, it's just, ooh, it's been a, it's been a couple of, it's only been how many days in, in January and we already got all this going on. Yeah, so much. 
And also, you know, in the coming weeks, too, we're going to be talking about a lot of the presidential candidates, too, because, you know, it's about that time. We're only like 600 days away from the election going on. And, and before that, it's going to be the political trail. So there's going to be a lot going on. I feel like it's going to be a, 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 gonna be a doozy. Woo, it's going to be a doozy. Anyways, um, I just want to talk about a couple of, a pet peeve or a couple of pet peeves of mine. So there's a couple of things that I just re- I randomly was thinking about <laughs> today. I don't know about y'all. I moved just moved out to the States maybe about three months ago. Got my phone. I'm back on the, the grid of the American society grid. And I realized after being gone for almost over six, almost seven years, that for whatever reason, there has been an increase of robocalls. And you're probably like, what is a robocall? That is those calls from, they give you, you know, before you would get these numbers that are just like these random crazy numbers that you knew that were like telemarketers or whatnot. You're like, I ain't picking that up. Or it comes up unknown. You're like, I don't know who you are. I ain't picking it up. But now they've gotten smart to where they actually have area codes and actual um, areas within the country that seem legit. So then you want to pick up the phone because you're like, oh, snap, that's calling from Palm Bay. It's probably somebody I know and I didn't save their number. So you pick it up and you're like, oh, and they're like, we just wanted to, and you're like, oh, I have had daily, daily calls. I would say going in upwards. The last one that called me was like at nine o'clock at night. You know, they're not legally allowed to do this, but I digress. They call starting from 9am all the way to like five to six, even nine. As I said, at night, you get calls from. California. I've gotten calls from all over the quote unquote United States. And I mean, I learned quickly once I finally like those two of those calls that came through, I realized, oh, this is what this is. So I've been actively just blocking numbers left and right. And I'm just irritated that it actually has gotten to the point to where it is out of control. Apparently, this has been an issue that's been going on for a long time. And I, I guess they're trying to figure out how to stop this. But these roll calls are ridiculous. They're all scams. They all get your information and they're out there just calling left and right. I'm so irritated. I'm so ticked off that I even I've gotten to the point where I have to put my phone on night mode because like I can't stand these calls Like they come in and they call and some of them even leave messages about like, you know, do you have insurance? Do you have this? Do you? I'm like, this is too much. Who actually picks up these phones and phone calls and actually goes to the motions? I would like to know because it's absolute crap. Like I feel like there's too many people now who are under the realization that this is just junk. Like, but why? Why? Anyways, that's one. Number two. Um, so I'm in the, the motion or I've been doing, um, putting out applications because, you know, I'm trying to find a better suited job that's a little bit more fulfilling than the temp job that I have at the moment, which again, I am thankful for. But I also know that this is not something I would like to stay with. So as one does, you know, the application and applying process can go on for a long time. You're applying left and right to jobs every single which way. You have all the sites, whatever you apply, blah, blah, blah. They all ask the same question. My thing is, I'm tired of this. You fill out the application. At the beginning of the application, they ask you to put upload a resume or a CV or a cover letter or all three and you put it up, upload it, and then they have the gall and the audacity to say, hey, we want you to start listing the last past seven years of all the places that you worked in and write them all from top to bottom. What's the point of a resume? 
Isn't the resume supposed to be that? So I'm basically copying and pasting everything that I have from the resume that I've already uploaded before I started putting all this information for me to then do it one more time. What is the point of that? Now, if it, you couldn't explain to me, maybe they're like, well, we're trying to weed out the people who are actually really willing to do it. Or we're trying to weed out and make sure you, I, oh. And then they've gotten somewhat smarter to where when you upload your resume, the information is apparently quote unquote supposed to just automatically filter through. And I've had to, I've done that. Like it happens and it automatically filters through and most of the information is all over the place, not in the right spot. So you still have to go through and redo it all one by one. Now I, for those of you out there who have no problem with this, not when you, it is the most asinine thing to do over and over again on a freaking application thing. Like how have you, why ask for a resume when you already are asking you to put out the resume via the, the, the application. And if I'm, if I, there's actual reason for this and I'm wrong, somebody please explain this to me because I don't understand. It is the most infuriating waste of time when you're just like, cool, I'm giving you all my information. I put it all out there for you via my resume. I took the time out to tailor to only to have to go through and rewrite everything and try to remember what I wrote or just copy and paste everything I wrote. It is so annoying. So do better. Application processes do better. It's no longer paper. That's great. Do it online, but it's still a long, long process. And my goodness, it is annoying. It is frustrating. Oh my gosh, can we do better in that area? Those are the two pet, petty peeves. I'm petty, and they're maybe not be. They may not necessarily be the most pettiest. Maybe they actually just real petty pet peeves that make sense. But my goodness, I am so frustrated because I've filled out so many applications and wasted time rewriting every single thing. And especially here in the states now. Apparently, like a lot of the things, they require you to write the last seven years of work that you've done. Seven years of work. And I'm like, that's what the resume is there for. Oh my goodness. Anyways, <laughs> I don't even know how long this is because I think I just rambled on for a long time. <laughs> I, I, I'm already like hot from talking about that. Um, anyways, I just wanted to, you know, catch up with you guys. Sorry for like, it hasn't been... Um, a weekly thing. The last couple ones I just was not happy with, but this one is going to be released because I'm kind of happy with this, just talking over things. Um, yeah, let me know, you know, if you do have any comments, write them in. I want to hear from people. If I have people listening to this, you know, just got to keep being consistent, keep it going. Um, again, it's all about growth. You know, this is growing, growing in a sense of understanding things you may not have understood before or seeing a different side that you've never seen before. You know, hopefully I'm bringing a little bit of that. I'm not expecting to blow your mind every time, but at least there might be some sort of information that you, you take away from it that you didn't know before. Um, so yeah, go with the rest of the week, have a great week, listen to some other podcasts, listen to some other people's opinions and views that you may not necessarily agree with. But just sit down and listen, write it down, the things that you agree with and understand why. And yeah, go from there. Anyways, guys, you have a great week. Thanks for listening. It's Amanda again. You're listening to It's All About Growth. Um, hopefully next week I'll have a, uh, an episode out on time to, to give to you guys. But yeah, enjoy your week. I will talk to you later. Okay, bye.